Acts chapter 19. Let us pray. Father, as we come before you today, we humble ourselves. We ask, Lord God, that you be glorified. And we ask, my God and my Lord, we ask that if there be one in here today that, do not, that does not know you, that they may come to know you in that intimate and personal way, in that personal relationship, Lord God, that can only come through the blood of Jesus Christ. Help us this day. Teach us your word. Remove me out of the way. And strengthen me, Lord God, to stand for you. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Steve. Acts chapter 19. Go down to verse 17. We want to talk about getting a wake-up call today. Has anyone ever got a wake-up call? My son got one at 8 o'clock this morning. I called him. <laughs> 8 o'clock for most people is not late. You know, it's kind of like, you know, okay. But I called him this morning. He was groggy and sleepy. But talking about getting a wake-up call. Have you ever had something happen in your life that just made you go, whoa, I got to do something different? Has that ever happened in your life? Have you ever been in a near-miss accident? Have you ever experienced an illness or something in your life that just said, whoa, man, I better, I better wake up? Been there? Yeah. We're probably there more than we care to imagine. We're probably there more than we care to even mention. And in Acts chapter 19, starting in verse 17, let's start right there. We're going to backtrack a little bit, but let's start right here. This became known to all, both Jew, Jews and Greeks, who lived in Ephesus. And fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was being magnified. Thank you, brother. Now, what happened? What happened that, that, that made them fear God? What happened that made them change over and say, wow, did something happen? They got communication that there's something that went down. Go back. To verse 15. And the evil spirit answered and said to them, I recognize Jesus, and I know about Paul, but who are you? And the man, listen to this carefully, and the man in whom the evil who in the man in whom was the evil spirit leaped on them and subdued all of them and overpowered them, so that they fled out of the house naked and wounded. Ain't nothing that'll wake you up more than running out of your house naked. If any of you have ever had to experience that before. Hopefully your life wasn't going on that much where you had to run out of the house like that. But it was a wake-up call. So now let's read verse 17. This became known to all, both Jews and Greeks, who lived in Ephesus. And fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was being magnified. One act happened, and it spread throughout the whole community, and everybody, people, everyone responded. It was a wake-up call. It was a wake-up call about how seriously you take God. 
Yeah. It was a wake-up call about how seriously you take God. You see, because these men stood and tried to battle a demon without the power of God. It can't happen. I've told you just a few weeks ago, you're no match for Satan. I'm not giving him any glory, and I'm not lifting him up. I'm just telling you, you are no match for him. Just as he is no match for our Lord. You see, the same weakness we may experience in facing him without Christ is the same thing that will happen to him when it comes to God. He is no match for God. He is no match for our king and our Lord. But when you go and try to fool around and mess with him, mess with them without the power of God, you're in deep danger, aren't you? And then what happened? It it became a wake up call. These guys were playing church. They were playing God. They were playing around with something they had no sense, no business playing around with. And yet it probably didn't have no sense either. Okay, now get this. When it became known to all, both Jews and Greeks, who lived in Ephesus, and fear fell upon them all, and the name of the Lord Jesus was being magnified. Get this. Fear, reverence, respect for God came back where it needed to be because of one situation. Each one of you in here has multiple situations going on in your life. Some of you know about this one's situation. Some of you know about that one's situation. Some of you maybe are on the outside of a situation. And you know what? Seeing someone else's situation should drive you to have a fear for God because, wow, that's not me. It's it's great that my oldest daughter is here. I get to use her as an analogy. (laughs) She didn't know it. I didn't know she was coming, but praise God she's here. But, Jonathan, raise your hand. Lydia is here. Lauren, my middle one, is not here. But I can guarantee, I've said this before, I can guarantee you, they saw her get the punishment first and fear (laughs) came over all the Jones house. (laughs) Thank you, sweetie. (laughs) Amen? A a fear of whether it was Miss Bonnie or Daddy It came over that house and got quiet. Things settled down. Now, what you, yeah, that's right, Kent. You don't ask them, ask me. It's my house. (laughs) But no, I got you. But what happened? Something happened. They saw, the Jews saw what happened to these seven sons of Sceva, and they said, whoa, we're, whoa. We don't have the reverence that we should. We're not responding to the Holy One the way we should. And it brought them back. It brought them back. And God's name, the name of Lord Jesus Christ, began to be magnified and glorified throughout the land because they saw what good a God he was. They also saw what powerful a God he was. And they also said, hey, I don't want that happening to me. 
Well, how did they say all that? Well, look at look at chapter, look at verse 18. Many also of those who have believed kept coming, confessing and disclosing their practices. Not only did respect come, but repentance came with it. They laid out there before God, God, this is what I'm doing, and I know you're not pleased with it. God, this is where I am in my life, and I know you don't like it. God, I'm an open book to you now. Here is everything. God, please forgive me. Does it sound like a recent conversation you need to have in your life? Does it? Does it sound like a recent conversation that you should be having with God in your life? God, forgive me. God, everything. Look, look what many also of those who had believed kept coming, confessing and disclosing. That don't mean, lost person, that you come up here and tell me every little thing. And I sprinkle danker dust on you and, and splash you with a little bit of water until you go be well, my son. That ain't what it's about. It's about confessing to a holy God where you are in your life. It's about confessing what you are struggling with. It's about confessing what has you bound. It's about letting go of everything that God that, that, that goes against God and goes against living the life that God would have you to live. It's about disclosing it. I'm kind of an object lesson for you today. Normally I'm up here, how? Suit, tie, and all this stuff. Today I'm super casual. Shirt not tucked in. Got on a little Oxford shoes there and little crazy looking socks and casual pants. Exact opposite of what you normally see in me, right? Not meaning any disrespect to anyone. But the point is, is that when that disclosure comes to God, when that opening up comes to God, he expects a full change in your life. He expects a, he expects a full and complete change in your life. He doesn't want you to continue to go back down the road and deal with the things that you've dealt with. Now, we've matured as a body of Christ. We've matured as a church. Some of the things that we used to struggle with, we don't struggle with anymore, but we have new struggles coming on us every day, don't we? We have new, so once again, I'm not saying Jimmy brought it up in Sunday school. You know, he brought up, hey, David, have you, have you reached the top? And of course, I had to say no. None of us have reached the pinnacle of faith. We're just moving in, in our progression and growing and going in a direction that God wants us to go with, which is an upward calling, right? But we still have struggles. So in your life, you should be experiencing a daily repentance, shouldn't you? Shouldn't you? There's not a day where you should wake up and say, well, I'm okay today. I'm good. I don't have any dirty thoughts on my mind. I haven't said anything bad. I haven't acted like I'm better than anyone else, but I also haven't left the house. Huh? Yeah, you ain't got the I-20 yet. Thank you, Bill. Well, in my case, Highway 34. It don't take long. 
You see where we are? The people. Now, notice what verse 18 says. Look at it closely. Many also of those who had believed. That means they were already in the faith. Those who had believed. Guess what they did? They came confessing and disclosing their practices. What does that mean, folks? That's us. You got some practices. You got some nasty, wasty things back in your closet that as you continue to get out, you start finding them. Back there buried with the dust bunnies and everything else that's in the back of your closet, there's something that's nasty in in there that's got to be confessed. Not to me, but to God. There's something that's got to change from head to toe. I saw y'all, I tried to grow hair. I couldn't do it that quick overnight. So that was the only thing. I know I could have bought a wig, put it on, but then that would have been grandstanding. Do you understand? Those who have belief, you, you can't sit here in your life and assume that you don't have something to pull out of the closet again. And lay down. It's got to be a change. Y'all going to preach it for me today, ain't you? I got you. No, preach it. It's okay. Because that means you know it's there. And you got to do it. Don't sit on it. Let it out. Look at verse 19. And many of those who practiced magic brought their books together and began burning them. In the sight of everyone. Wow. Wow. You see, what happened? Everyone knew they were doing it. They just acknowledged it by showing the repentance in front of everyone. You see what I'm saying? Repentance shows a dramatic change and everyone sees it. You not being who you used to be should just explode in everyone's face. You not hating the things that you used to hate. You not saying the things that you used to say. You not doing the things that you used to do. You not thinking the things that you used to think. All of those things should be such a dramatic change in your life that everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. And not only do they, you know, we often deal with the ones like, hey, you used to do this. I'm not going to listen to you. But no, the, 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 the conversation needs to change and it needs to be, hey, he used to be this, but he's not anymore. He used to be that, but he's not. I saw him give it up. I saw him walk away. I saw him. Woo. Amen. Come on. I saw him. I know he's different. I know he's not the same. Look what he did. And they counted up the price of them in about 50,000 pieces of silver. When they burned those books, 50,000 pieces of silver worth of books was burned up. That's a day's wages, y'all. 50,000 days of work. 50,000 days of work. 
Somebody get your little, Kim, there you are. Get your handy-dandy calculator out on the little Google thingy and calculate 50,000, what, divide 50,000 by 365. Divide 50,000 by 365. That's how many days in a year, right? 130 what? 137 years worth of work. Burn up. Somebody beat you there. Who's the rain man that gave me that number? Oh, thank you, John. Okay, back there. Okay. <laughs> Should have figured that out. John knows the numbers. Oh. Should have known he was going to be the money changer in the house. <coughs> 137 years worth of work burn up. All in front of everyone. That much. That's how much they wanted to show God that, God, we give up everything for you. Now, y'all, I know I've been in these verses before, but I want you to understand the full power of repentance. Because when you repent, when you're with everything, when you repent and you give it up, it's really gone. It literally goes up in smoke, y'all. It literally goes away. If it's true repentance. Thank you, Robin. How can you? How can you show a repentant life when you're constantly? You, you, you got you to show them a repentant life because you got to constantly get the dirt out from underneath your carpet. And you got to confess those things. Y'all know I have a, uh, Heather doesn't like to call it road rage problem, but I have a problem when I'm driving on the road with people that don't drive. Thank you, Tammy. Amen. <laughs> Y'all know I have that struggle, right? Remember the, what went out the window that time? Remember that? Okay, and then when I was sharing with y'all another story, immediately John throws his hand up like I threw my hand out the window again, remember? But I didn't do that. I repented from throwing my hand out of the window when somebody cuts me off. I went, I reduced it to, hey, you're not very smart, driver. Don't do that again. <laughs> but I wanted to, so I had to repent from that. Yes. Us all, because guess what? Y'all are sitting in here listening to me. <laughs> get us, get it though. The repentance, when it comes, it's, it's not only just, oh, I feel good because I'm not doing that anymore. It's showing the power of God. Look at verse 18 again. Many also of those who have believed kept coming and confessing and disclosing their practices. And many of those who practiced magic brought their books together and began burning them in the sight of everyone. They counted up the piece, the price of them, and found it to be 50,000 pieces of silver. So the word of the Lord was growing mightily and prevailing. Wow! So repentance brings what? What comes with it? What comes with it? Read verse 20 again. So the word of the Lord was growing mightily and prevailing. When people start seeing you giving up your junk, guess what they want to start doing? Giving rid of their junk. And guess who gets the glory at the end of all of that? How do you think he's prevailing? How do you think his word is, is growing mightily? The Lord is growing mightily. 
He's growing mightily in you through the change that he's doing in you. Your repentance is more than, oh, I don't do those bad things anymore. It's more than that. Please get that out of this. Ooh, it's a wake-up call. You're no longer asleep, but you're awake. And when you're awake, you are alert. And when you are alert, you're looking for the things that God is looking for you to do. And you're being watchful and you're being mindful and you're being cautious and you're being you're being that godly person that you were meant to be. That's what the repentance leads you to be. A repentant life is not always having to apologize to God for what you do. A repentant life is a life when you turn away from those things to God. We think it's okay. We think it's okay to sit there and say, I'm sorry, God. 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 God, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He gets that. But what he needs is that turn. You can apologize, but you need to. mm. People need to see the glory of God in your life through the power of the change that has happened in your life. Does that make sense to everyone? And that's what happened. After they saw those seven sons of Sceva get whooped and sent out of the house, they realized several things. That was just one demon. And he took out seven of them. That was just one. And he not only did he, so they were like, hey, wait a minute, y'all. First thing they realized is this is a spiritual battle. Ooh. So I ain't going to get this this spiritual thing. I ain't going to win it with my earthly, tangible things. Uh Uh-uh. This is a spiritual battle. And I ain't too spiritual. And so I need to get right so that I can have who I need to have to fight the things I need to fight for the glory of the one that's fighting for me. That made complete sense, didn't it? I know it did. God said it. You see, it's not just preventing you from getting whooped and sent out of the house with no clothes on. It's not just about that. It is about the change, and then it's about the glorification in the change. And that's what's going to happen. So ask yourself right now, those of you that's been changed, where's the magnification of God's name in your life? Huh? Where is it? Like we said in Sunday school, it don't come from a necklace or a T-shirt or a bracelet or even a tag, which remind me to take that off when I get home. My car. You can do whatever you want with your car. I got real real men love Jesus on the back of my tag frame. Am I glorifying God or am I making myself a target? To make a make a, be a hypocrite. Take it off. I can do whatever I want, right? <laughs> that didn't, thank you. I know. Did you have to say again, brother Bill? I mean, I mean, I know. <laughs> Am I running that off? No, just kidding. Understand. That comes off the car. Because. Whew, thank you. I want you to go back. 
But go back to verse 11 in chapter 19. The word says God was performing extraordinary miracles by the hand of Paul. Let me read that one more time. God was performing extraordinary miracles by the hand of Paul. Do you understand what he's saying? God was doing it, but Paul took him seriously. You see what I'm saying? God was doing it, but Paul took him seriously and things went according to plan when Paul took him seriously. That's why the demon said, Jesus, I know Paul, I know, because the demons knew that Paul took God seriously. The demons knew that Jesus was the son of God. And guess what? The demons even took God seriously. Because they wouldn't have messed, they weren't messing with Paul because of guess what? <laughs> Paul was working for God. But those exorcists weren't. So when it comes down to who are you, who are you? I'm glad you can say that. But those exorcists couldn't. And without any question, without any hesitation, because they didn't recognize, that demon didn't recognize them as property of God, he leaped on them and whooped them and sent them out of the house and sent a clear message. Do you not think God allowed that to happen for that purpose? Who is in control of the demons? At the end of the day, who controls what those demons can and cannot do? It's God. It ain't Satan. Because Satan is controlled by who? God. He can only do as much as God will let him do, y'all. He, can he can't do any more. But I will tell you this, he won't do any less. He's always trying to max out. He's always trying to max out. And when he sees you living an unrepentant life, guess what he's doing? He's going to max out on you anything he can do to bring down the righteousness and holiness which God imparted on us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Are you repentant? Have you laid down your magic arts at work? Monday, this group of people that I'm training, when your birthday is, exactly where they said it. Yeah, they didn't ask me where I stay. They just asked me when, when my birthday is. I said, my birthday is in October. So what are you? You are, you are what? You're a Virgo. You're a Virgo. I said, what? You're a Virgo. I said, you're talking horoscopes, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, you're a Virgo. I said, where's your birthday? I said, October 30th. Oh, you're a Scorpio. I hate them. That's what they told me. <laughs> I said, so you hate me? No, you are right. I just hate Scorpios. <laughs> now, harum. Let, you heard, there we go. Now, now, now let's get this. Well, when, when your wife's birthday? Say this July. My oldest daughter's birthday is in July, too. 
They're born on the same day. No, one's born on the 16th, one's the 26th. Oh, that's a Leo, and the other one's a, a Cancer. Ooh, they mean. <laughs> Keep in mind, now I'm preparing for this sermon. So I'm sitting there listening to them, and I'm like, do you understand what you're dabbling with? Do you understand what you're dealing with right now? Well, some of them horoscopes be right. I said, I said, listen, I said, you're dealing with a demon. You need to put down, you need to put down your, ma'am, you're inviting them, exactly. You need to put down that garbage right now. Well, it just helps you tell something about people. I said, no, it doesn't. And I said, you need to walk away from that. I said, at one time, yes, I followed that horoscope. I don't even wear my class ring anymore because unknowingly in my class ring, my horoscope was in my stone. It's gone. <laughs> when you know better, you do better, right? If I could grind that thing out of there, I would, but it's gone. I said, you don't dabble in that stuff. Y'all looking at me crazy, I know. Don't act like you ain't never been down that road. We done read our horoscopes before, Okay. We don't, uh, some, of, some of you might even be doing yoga right now. I don't know, okay? Y'all know yoga's a religion, right? Okay, please understand that. It ain't just stretching out your back and getting, getting zinned out and getting your yin and your yang right, okay? That ain't nothing to do with that. You're dabbling with a demon when you sit there and do that. I hope you get that right. See, when you're talking about the magic arts, you're talking about, you ain't talking about pulling bunnies out of hats and all this other stuff, okay? They repented from those things. You need to repent from those things. I had to teach them. They need to repent from those things because it's not okay, okay? It's not okay. And you're entertaining demons. You're welcoming, welcoming them in, and all they're going to do is wreak havoc in your life. This is my job to tell you these things. So don't get me your own yoga mat for Christmas because I'm not going to use it. Okay? Whatever it is, God needs to see it go up in smoke. And he needs to see you turn away from it. And he needs to see your life glorify him. Okay. Okay. Now, not all of us can do that because we don't know the Savior. You cannot magnify His name. To you, seeing those men getting beat and run out of the house is just another YouTube video. For you to talk about but it's real and an unrepentant life is a life that's telling the demons it's okay stay here with me yes that's what it's saying it's okay stay here with me when you want to hold on to your little dust bunny sin that's in the closet or whatever you're telling that demon it's okay stay here with me When you don't repent. 
When you want to sit there and get stuck in your own ways, I need all eyes on me. Look at me, everybody. You need to hear this. When you're holding on to it like this, you're saying it's mine and I'm not letting it go. And you're telling God, God, you're going to take me just like this. And he will take you like this. But when he gets you, it comes out. You better get that. You better get that. So keep telling yourself what you're holding on to and what you're not repenting from is okay. Because you're lying to yourself. That's another demon that you're listening to. Because the demon will tell you. They'll tell you every day, Trey, won't they? You won't surely die. And the sin that you're holding on to is killing you. Keep on reading your horoscopes. Keep on flipping on your yoga mat. Keep on doing all that stuff. Now, was it, hey, look, I know y'all got a little vote after service, right? And here I am telling you about how much of a sin you got in your life. But you know what? That's what you need to hear. I don't care. I don't care. If you don't get God's standard in your life concerning the junk you're holding on to, you're going to continue to suffer and struggle with that same. That demon is not going to let go. He will not quit. He will not. And you got to hear it. So lost person. Sorry, Brother Bill, that was your ordination certificate there. Yeah, thank you. Okay, thank you for the irony. Thank you. Well, it's not his signed one. Okay, so here's where we are. And here's what you need to decide to do. You need to determine if whatever it is, that you haven't sent up in flames before our God, you need to come get rid of it. Okay? You need to come get rid of it. Or you can get rid of it right there. It's up to you. Some of you might not want to come up because I don't want nobody to know I got something going on. Hello, newsflash, we all know. I got them too. I have them too. Hello? If you expect me to tell you something different, then you know I'm lying to you. Y'all can point mine out, and you know what they are every day, right? <laughs> That's it. That's it. I'm not going to ask that question ever again, and I'm done. Spirit's done need everybody to please close your eyes.